Uh, obviously, the, the the answer is probably not, and and the odds are in the favor of saying no. If if you, I think it's three to one odds if you say someone will. Um, for for this one, it's tough. Now, for the last five years, we've had someone at least have a four two eight. So it's it's been pretty close. The only year that we did was 2012, where no one even came close to to breaking the four three mark. Um, but last year you had Dre Archer, who was a four two six. Year before that, Marquise Goodwin, who was a four two seven. So I, I look at you know I, I look at the list of players, and I'm kind of with you, Scott. Like I, I don't see anyone that I feel like is going to do it, but there seems to be someone that crops up. I think Philip Dorsett is is probably um, probably the best bet for that. Uh, and, and I think even betting on, like, who's who's going to get this would be well, – could be interesting because there's some options. So um, I, I don't have a player in mind, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away from you. I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to say someone will be faster. I, I don't like it. I feel like we, we might end up with a push here, and maybe someone will, will hit that mark. And these are using the official times, so – Sometimes that can even creep into it a little bit where uh, someone runs like a 4-4 and then they magically ran a 4-2-7 or vice versa when you get the uh, the hand-timed and the, un- the unofficial times, the official times. So we'll differ on the first one. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go faster than 4-2-8. Scott's going to go over and slower to the 4-2-8. I almost feel like that was kind of a coin flip. Uh, it seems like both yeah. of us had reservations, like we're not overly enthusiastic one way or the other. I don't, I don't know if I'd bet real money on that one. I don't know if I'd feel particularly confident one way or the other. I mean, even if you're even if you're working with one of these fast guys every day, training him, you know what he's capable of doing. One misstep is all it takes, mm-hmm. and and it's blown out of the water. So it's it's a tall task, and and I guess it's just a, a testament to, to what a rare feat it is and how hard it is to do that. We have, what, 300 of the best athletes in football, and, and you know, it's it's basically a toss-up as to whether somebody will uh, do better than that 428 mark. And – and we're talking hundredths of a second here of difference. You know, someone was doing a 427 versus a 429. So uh, it's a little crazy with that. Uh, let's, let's move on to the second one. And this is, this is another 40-yard dash, but a specific player. This is Marcus Mariota, the quarterback for Oregon, uh, over under a 4.51 for his 40 time, a 4.51 for his 40 time. So over will be slower. Uh, then four five one under would be faster than a, a four five one, um, and quarterbacks are tough because uh, I think sometimes we we think they'll run a little bit faster than they did. And no one last year even broke a four six from the quarterbacks. Logan Thomas was the fastest with a four six one. Um, before that, Geno Smith had a four five nine, and twenty thirteen twenty twelve. RG3 was was the fastest with a 4-4-1, and Russell Wilson didn't even break the 4-5-1 mark. I, I kind of look at these players, and I feel like – and I don't know if Marcus Mariota is going to be that much faster in a straight line than, say, Geno Smith or uh, Russell Wilson. I, I don't really think so. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to say he's going to be slower than a 4-5-1. Maybe he gets into the 4-5s, but I, I can even see more of a, a 4-6 player for him. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota, he's a great athlete, the asterisk, for a quarterback. I mean, he's a great athlete for a quarterback. I don't know if he's, 
you know, an elite athlete if you view him as like a wide receiver. So, I, I mean, four five one. The guy Mariota gets compared about, compared to a lot is Colin Kaepernick. I went back and looked, and he ran a four five three in Indy. So. I don't know that Mariota's any. I don't know if how much that helps me one way or the other. I don't know that he's faster <laughs> or slower than Kaepernick, but just for comparison's sake, since that's the guy he gets compared to, uh, he ran four five three. So at four five one, I'm going to go over again, uh, and I think Mariota is plenty fast. And the other aspect of this too is, and it would be it's something I should check into because I really don't even know the answer to this. I wonder in pre-draft training, especially for these elite quarterback prospects, but just quarterback prospects in general. I have to imagine they do less training for the 40-yard dash than, say, a running back or a wide receiver or a cornerback would. And like I say, especially when you're talking about guys like Mariota and Winston, unless they just come out and completely bomb it. I mean, I don't know that the 40-yard dash is going to affect their stock one way or the other. So uh, I'm going to go over. Uh, and, I mean, if he breaks 4-5-1, I'll, I'll be pretty impressed, uh, for, especially for such a tall, angular guy like that, that. That that will definitely open my eyes. But, I mean, anything, if Mariota's anywhere in that ballpark within two tenths of a second, if he runs a 4 7 that's fine for me. So I don't know how important it is, but uh, I'm going to go over on that one. Right, probably not the most important number in the world. And, and it's always a question of if, if these quarterbacks are going to run the 42. So it's it's quite possible we don't even see that happen. Um, I think the past couple of years, some some guys have just pulled out of that 40 time, though at least the top quarterbacks are throwing for now. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on to the, the other big quarterback and his 40-yard dash times. The next one, Jameis Winston from Florida State. And this one, is, the over/under is a four-eight-two. So, is, is Jameis Winston run over or slower than a four-eight-two, or will he run under faster than a four-eight-two? And Scott, you can start this one. Well, and, and kind of like I did with Mariota, I went back and looked at what Ben Roethlisberger did because that's kind of my comparison for Jameis Winston. That's the guy I think of when I'm watching him. And and Ben Roethlisberger at his – now, this was at his pro day. This wasn't an indie, but he ran 4.76, I think it was. So uh, so basically we're saying that he's going to be almost a, a little more than ha- five-tenths – or five-hundredths, excuse me, of a second slower or slower than Roethlisberger. And, I mean, Winston is a very good athlete. I, I, whatever he runs, I think he's a better athlete than the time will signify. Uh, I don't know how fast he is in a straight line, though. So I guess I'm inclined to go a little over. I think he'll probably be somewhere uh, in four eight five range. Uh, but but once again, I mean, I, I, like, I, I'm not overly confident one way or another, and, and I'm not so, so, so sure how much is going to matter one way or another for, with Winston. I, I think the thing with Marcus Winston, excuse me, Jameis Winston, is that he might not be the pure athlete that Marcus Mariota is in terms of these testing numbers, but Jameis Winston is is I don't even want to say he's sneaky athletic, but on the when you watch him on film. It, he just has this knack for getting out of trouble. He's just athletic enough. He's always athletic enough. So um, I don't know how fast of a 40 time he's going to run. If I was going to bet, I'm going to go over again here. I think I've gone over for every one of these. But I don't know that he's the type of guy that's going to blaze a great 40-yard dash time. But uh, I think he's a better athlete on the field than he is in shorts. I agree with that, and I think a lot of times that's 
what happens with these quarterbacks is they're just better athletes on the field and avoiding pressure than necessarily running that 40. But uh, I'm, I'm going to differ here. This is going pretty well. We've differed on two or three. I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be faster. Just just looking at some of the quarterbacks that have run under a 4.82. Matthew Stafford ran a 4.81 in Indy. I think, I think Jameis Winston can run a faster 40 time than Matthew Stafford. Um, Tim Tebow, I think, was in the 4.7s. So I, I think I think Winston can get in the in that 4.7 range. He he's you know for for as big as he is, I I do think he has kind of that, that thin body and can move pretty quickly. Uh, so I think the 40-yard dash could actually benefit him a little bit more than some other quarterbacks that have that athleticism. But same thing with Mariota. I think both these guys plenty athletic to play the quarterback position in the NFL. I don't think that's a question mark, and this isn't a, a big deal. But this seems uh, – Vegas wants to make that money, and the 40-yard dash and big-time quarterbacks make that money. So that's why these are out there. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 like we said, I mean, I, I don't think for either of us the forty-yard dash time, and, and I, I'll, I'll bet for just about anybody across the league, I, whatever Mariota and Winston do in the forty-yard dash, it's not going to move the, the the needle one way or the other. So, and the, the next one it should be a pretty quick one is another quarterback forty-yard dash. Uh, why they don't have any running back or wide receiver forty-yard dashes beyond me. But uh, who's going to run a faster 40-yard dash would be Brett Humley of UCLA or Bryce Petty of Baylor. And Brett Humley is, is the clear favorite. Um, you get kind of one-and-a-half to one odds if you're taking Bryce Petty, and it's one to two odds for Brett Humley. So I, I'm going to take Brett Humley. Uh, I, he, uh, he's, you know, he's a guy, uh, too, that I think the 40-yard dash might not be as kind to him as his athleticism will be. But I think he can run in the four sixes, a low four seven range. Might um, maybe even tad faster than that. And I don't think Bryce Petty is this, this great straight line runner. I think he, he's a four seven guy as well. So um, I, I, I'm going to take Brett Hundley here. Well, and as much as I'd like to be a contrarian and just go in, with, in the other direction, I got to go with Hundley too. And, and, and uh, honestly, two things really come into play in, in why I'm going with him. One. Brett Petty, Bryce Petty was at the Senior Bowl, so that's one week less training. I don't know if that's going to make a difference at all, but Hundley's had a little extra time to prepare for the scouting combine and these drills. And the second factor is I think Brett Hundley needs to do well. Uh, I think he needs to impress. I think he needs to kind of make a splash. And and I think and, and, and for the type of player he is, I mean, his number one asset is his speed and athleticism. In a lot of ways, he's he's kind of a running back playing the quarterback position. So uh, I, I think as a, as a quarterback, this is one of those instances where it, it is important. And I think Hundley's kind of putting all of his eggs in that basket when he didn't play at the Senior Bowl. I think he said, well, I'm just going to blow everybody away in workouts. Well, here's the workouts. Time to get go to work and, and get it done. And Hundley is a great athlete, uh, and I think he is very capable of, uh, of, of really blowing us out of the water in a workout scenario. Uh, I don't think he can answer any of the questions I really have about his game the rest of this draft process. Now, he could have at the Senior Bowl, uh, but, but the things I need question, asked, answered with Brett Hundley can only be answered on the field. But uh, I, I think the way he's going to entice some team to roll the dice on him, and maybe even earlier than they should, is by blowing them away with, with impressive workout numbers, showing that upside potential, and, and, and hoping somebody falls in love with him. So I, I just feel like he's probably been really, really training for this. This is his Super Bowl of the pre-draft process, and I just think Hundley's going to come out and uh, put on a show, and, and I hope he does because he needs to, I think. 
I think so too. And I, I think he might be one of those quarterbacks for the 40 time. If he can run an impressive number at his size and, and run faster than Winston and Mariota and, and a lot of these other players, then that, that can be a little eye popping if he wants to cement himself and, and thinks he's a first round pick, you know, passing up the senior bowl, et cetera. This is going to be the time he has to come out and prove it. All right. Uh, let's, let's go on to the next one. And Scott, you'll start this one off, but kind of interesting with what we're taping this Thursday night, uh, just so, so everyone's aware, which might affect this one a little bit. Uh, the most bench press reps, uh, it will be over or under 42 and a half reps on the bench press. Now, when we're taping this, the, the offensive linemen have actually already gone. Usually it's offensive or defensive linemen that put up the biggest numbers. Um, and, and the offensive linemen had, did not hit that mark. Didn't really come close. Eric Flowers of Miami had the most with 37. So basically you're betting on these defensive linemen. Are they going to hit uh, over 42 and a half? And, and to put it in perspective, last um, – you know, last year, let me see, let me pull up the defensive lineman here. Last year we had uh, Russell Bodine, who had 42, so just below this. And, and the best one recently, Stephen Pye, had 49 in 2011. So it's, it's been a little while since we've had someone over 42 and a half. But, Scott, is this, is this going to be the year we have some big defensive tackles? Well, and I did do a little research this year, uh, seeing as how you're dominating me, I be- figured I better do something a little different. And uh, courtesy of Wikipedia, I guess we can you can judge the veracity of this, the stat for yourself. But according to Wikipedia, since 1999, only 14 guys have gone over the 40 rep mark. So it, it, that's a tall task. And, and like you said, I, I, honestly, I haven't paid that close attention yet. I'm really getting into scouting combine stuff tomorrow, so I, I don't really even have any spoilers or anything. But I'm going to go under there, and, and I guess that's kind of my, my, my trend here throughout these. I'm kind of going conservatively, but uh, I'm going to go under there. Like we said, only 14 guys have done it in a decade and a half, so I'm going to play the odds and say uh, nobody will do it this year. Uh, he, I, I, I want to disagree, but I can't. I just, I just don't think anyone's going to hit that mark. Uh, 42 and a half is high. I mean, the, the, your stat there, the 40, the 40 mark is high, and 42 and a half I think is incredibly high. We, we have seen the, the offensive linemen haven't come close, and I think there's some guys, I think there's some of those bigger defensive tackles that could do it, but, you know, a lot of them have really long arms. That's a tough thing, too. The guys that – put up a lot of reps, have short arms, and don't have to lift it as high. And the players I kind of look at that are, are the 330-pounders that may, might be able to lift this, they have, they have long arms. There's no way you can lift, uh, lift this, this much weight 43 times with those long of arms. So I'm, I'm also going to go under. Uh, the next one is the vertical jump uh, and the vertical leap of how high th- that's going going to be. And this one, kind of the same deal, over or under uh, 42 and a half for the vertical leap. And I'll start this one off. You know, and this measures explosiveness. So um, 42 and a half is a big number. Last year, the highest was Ryan Shazier. He had 42. Uh, the year before that, Kristen Michael had 43. Uh, so everything kind of hovers around there in that 42, 43 mark for the top guy. And, you know, what, one, thing, one thing that always is intriguing with these type of bets, and I, I know I went under on the last one, but really why going faster on that 40-yard dash is you only need one guy to do it, um, and, and you need everyone to miss. So I always feel like the vertical leap, the good bet is to go over 
that number. I, I think it's one of the ones where you got me last year, Scott, because I think I went over on this one last year too, and uh, Shazier was close but not quite there. Um, but I think we have some really explosive wide receivers. I think there's some running backs that are super explosive, uh, some athletic linebackers and defensive end hybrids. I think there's a lot of guys that could hit this mark, so I'm going to go over 42 and a half. Well, and I, I might be dating myself a little bit here, but I graduated high school in 1998, and uh, I, I think it, I, at least I, I think it, it somewhat started with my generation. That was kind of when the NBA was starting to become more and more popular. It just previously had become popular late 80s, early 90s, and and we'd go to the the workout room for gym. And what what did what did all the guys want to do? They wanted to work on their legs. They wanted to increase their vertical because they wanted to be able to dunk a basketball. And, and I think that is has remained the case and probably has just gotten uh, more prominent uh, in the last uh, 15 years or so here. Uh, so I, and, and there's so many good skill position type guys in this class. It's, it's a deep crop of wide outs and uh, of running backs and corners. So I'm going to go over here. I think somebody's going to beat it. And I remember back in the day, I mean, if you saw somebody had a 40, 41 inch vertical leap, I mean, that was, that was crazy talk. Uh, and, and being a Minnesota from Minnesota here, I'm a Timberwolves fan. And I remember when J.R. Ryder won the dunk contest, I think he was a 42 inch vertical leap. And that was just kind of blew everybody's mind. 42 inches. Well, here it is in 2015 and another Timberwolf just won the slam dunk contest, Zach Levine. And he reportedly has a 46 inch vert. So if NBA elite is 46, I think there's a, a prospect out there that can get 42 or 43. So I'm going to go over on this one going against uh, the grain here. Cause I think everything else I've been kind of conservative on, but I think if, if, if the, the, there's going to be an exceptional result, I think the vertical leap is where I'm going to go. So I'm going to go over 42 and a half. So we're the same there. And our, our last one is the classic Rich Eisen, the NFL Network, runs the 40-yard dash at the end every single year. And this, this, uh, his, his over and under on the 40-yard dash is uh, 605, 605 for Rich Eisen. Will he be over slower than that or be under uh, faster than 605? So, Scott, you get to start this one off. Well, this is another one. I went and did a little research before the show, and he never has gotten slower. Uh, there's been years where he's run the same time as the year before, but otherwise he's gradually gotten faster with each year. And last year he was uh, under six, uh, six seconds flat. I think he was five, uh, uh, five nine something. So uh, I, I, I think I'm going to go with the history. I'm going to go with the trend. Like I said, he's never run slower than he had the year prior, so I don't think he's going to do it this year either. 45 years old. When, when's he going to hit that peak? I know Father Time is undefeated, but he was 44 last year. It's not like he was, not like he was in his prime <laughs> a year ago. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish I could disagree and have a tiebreaker here, so we, we, there's no way we could tie, but I, I can't do it. He's gotten better every year. Rich Eisen, he's got to be trained for that thing, and that suit, I think, gives a little aerodynamics, you know, helps him out a little bit. So I'm going to go under, though I, I, I don't think he's going to get faster. I don't think he's going to beat the uh, five nine eight that he had last year. So I, I think he's going to be back over the six mark, but I'll bet on like 601, 602. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't go over on that. So we've, we've, we've di only differed on two. 
uh, Scott. So it's going to come down to Jameis Winston running the 40. Uh, you have him slower than a 482. I have him faster than a 482. And if, if he doesn't run, then it comes down to the fastest 40 time. I'm going under 428. You're going over 428. I, I feel pretty confident on Winston. I'm not sure on that the fastest 40 yard dash. So we'll, I, I know we'll keep an eye on it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, winning four years in a row. Well, and, and ironically, I think the one I'm most confident of is Rich Eisen. <laughs> and, and because you, <laughs> you know he takes that seriously. You know he gets yeah, asked oh, about yeah. that, if not on a daily basis, every other day. Even my sister, who doesn't follow sports that closely, whenever I mention the combine, she asks, is the guy in the suit going to run again? So you know he's getting you know he's getting hounded about that all through the year. So this, I, I, we talked earlier. I said that that combine was going to be Brett Hundley's Super Bowl. This is Rich Eisen's Super Bowl. He's prepared. He's been preparing for this all year. He's going to run faster than he did. Uh, than he's going to break six flat. I bet. No. That's the one I bet on. That's that is the one that we are most confident in, and that is even odds. So you can get some pretty good odds betting on Rich Eisen's forty time. Drop drop a hundred, I guess, on that one, and 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 you'll be good. Money in the bank. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we're going to do a scouting combine wrap up show next week, and we'll uh we'll right at the start of it, we'll make sure that we give everybody the results to let you know if I broke Shane's uh, three peat or if, uh, if if he made it four in a row. Uh, but we just wanted to do a quick little show here before the start of the combine to, to do this prop bets. We always enjoy doing this, and hopefully I can get off the schneid this year and finally get a win. But uh, uh, everybody, enjoy the 2015 NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, Shay and I will both be covering it, so uh, check out the sites, draftcountdown.com, drafttv.com. You can follow us both on Twitter. And then next week, watch out for that uh, Scouting Combine wrap-up show where – uh, who knows how long it's going to be, Shane? I'm sure we're going to really dig into it, and th- there won't be enough hours. Mm-hmm. We could probably we could probably do five shows just on the scouting combine results, but we'll try to condense it maybe into a show, maybe two. We'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, as always, want to thank everybody so much for tuning in. And as of right now, there are 69 days, 20 hours, four minutes, and 53 seconds left until the 2015 NFL Draft. TikTok, 